Okay, Ice Cream Man Conspiracy Podcast. Let's get into it. I'm Kevin. Okay, um, I'm going to do Dune today. I'm going to talk about Dune. I read a few of the books. I've seen about three three movies. There, I think there's three or four movies. Uh, the old movie is definitely my favorite. There's quite a bit of changes now to the new movie. The new movie is a bit different. I haven't read... Uh, Okay, um, I read a couple books, I think, after, after the movie, right? And, uh, let's just get into what I think about Dune altogether in particular, okay? So Dune, uh, written by the Herbert guy, is a fiction, but I think there's a lot of secret society stuff in, in it, um, it's all about like fear. It's about I think there's a lot of masonry in Dune. Fear talks about fear. How fear is what uh, can lead to negative things, right? So the goal is always to feel good, right? Your goal is always to feel good now. However, fear can warn you, and fear can also create, right? So, uh. Fear, like, basic uh, law of attraction or teachings is that you always want to feel good because your brain is broadcasting the signal, right? You, who you are, your DNA, your brain, your, your thought has power, right? This is kind of like a basic belief, whether you've come to this conclusion or not, but you have a positive Thinking, positive vibration, create positive future, right? Which sounds very simple, but it's not, okay? It's five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master. So, feeling good, positive thinking, and nutrition, these all kind of connect, right? So, you're feeling your thought, having a clean body, like... Cleaning out toxins, personally, I take a bentonite clay every once in a while, right? I've been in this for a while, but I'm always focused on feeling good now, which uh, helps me in life, right? I And you always want to feel better tomorrow than you felt today, ideally, right? You can't always do this, but this is kind of your goal right because why would you come here to have a negative uh, depressing life it doesn't make any sense right but you're you're a learning being right you're you're here to learn you're learn here to learn how to create and and how to have a, a great amazing life so and this goes on and on throughout your life so when you're at work you know deep in it and you gotta stay focused on feeling good think good thoughts um it's five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master there's also something called thought field therapy which uh it's very important to uh, realize that it's beneficial to clean up your past 
and sometimes this negative energy can get stuck in the body and feelings can get stuck in the body, right? You could think of a negative situation in your past that can make you cry or make you feel upset or whatever, right? Just by thinking that, because that thought is somehow stuck in the body. And it's a chemical, right? Your brain, when we experience uh, life, your brain creates different chemicals, which are memories. So memories are kind of chemicals. This is kind of basic thinking nowadays, right? It might not be entirely uh, accurate or... But this is kind of how it goes. You know, there's there's the physical body and then there's the energy, right? So the, the energy is kind of ephemeral. Um, I think that's the right word. Uh, elusive. Uh, then you have your chemical. Your, your body is chemicals too. And your brain, when you have a memory makes it makes a makes a chemical for every every different memory so when the brain wants to access i don't know if this is this is just what i read um the brain wants to act you know there's differing opinions on where the memory is right scientists have tried to find the memory in the mice and they keep trying and trying but who knows where it is but there's memory stored somewhere, or it's chemically or physically. So a brain produces chemical for every memory. And so what happens is if you're always stuck, if, if you want to create a positive future, you have to start producing new chemicals, right? So you have to, there's a way, there's multiple ways to clean up your past, right? One is thought field therapy, which is TFT. You can look this up. It's a, it's a tapping method. It's like acupuncture, but you use your fingers. And so you can go back to those negative memories and you can tap and you will feel the energy released through the top of your head like swear to god i've done this i do this on a regular basis and if you really focus on it and you do it heavily for a short period of time you can come to a point where you don't even need it anymore right you feel better and better and better you feel 90 90 percent of the time you feel good 95 percent of the time you feel good and that can take time though right because we have negative uh, energy stuck in 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 the mind or in the body, wherever it is, right? This is actually a lot talked about in Scientology. I'm not a Scientologist, and I know there's a lot of uh, lambasting of the Scientology and whatnot. And but I did research it, and uh, you know, there's a whole bunch in the media saying all the bad things. I understand that, right? I'm not. I'm I'm critical of everything, right? But um. Basic Scientology, I'm going off topic here, but this pertains to the discussion at hand, right? Basic Scientology is reading a lot of books, never taking pharmaceutical drugs, don't take pharmaceutical psychiatric drugs. Specifically, they say don't take psychiatric drugs, right? And they have a, they have a, a memory, past memory 
cleaning exercise, which is called Dianetics, right? So Dianetics is is a bit, you'd have to research it on your own. I don't want to go into it here, but summation is that your brain is kind of like a wheel in a way. And you want to clean up this wheel. Um, that's kind of actually a bad explanation, but. Okay. If you had a negative or any memory, just think about any memory. Maybe you stub your toe, right? So the Dianetics will, well, sometimes you can do it on your own, but some somebody can help you as well, right? Uh, so they will, they will take you step by step through that memory. So you start at the beginning before you stub your toe and then you stub your toe and then and what they're doing is they're pointing out things in that memory right because once you once you see that house you see the color of the carpet you see the table you see the chairs and then you you go step by step to through the process you stub your toe it feels bad you, and the Dianetic process is observing what happens. So you observe what happens step by step. And uh, the Dianetic instructor or whatever will ask you, oh, what, what was there, you know? Who was there? What kind of shirt they were wearing? What kind of pants they were wearing, right? And as you visualize, you know, they, they have this belief, or well, a lot of people have this belief that you ret retain all of your memory. You have all, all of it is there, but you have to access it, right? Not everyone can access it. And if uh, if this track, this memory track, gets uh, maybe crusted or encoded with a, with a strong emotion, it can. What happens is, yeah, if you have a strong emotion, a negative emotion about something in the past, this can keep spinning in the future right in the present so you can keep having the same negative relationship over and over again because you're you're vibrating the frequency of a thought and it's continuing to kind of spin and keep you keep reliving this this trauma they call it right you keep reliving this event whether you're aware of it or not you know you think oh it's a new day you know why it shouldn't be there but the the trapped energy can still be there right whether you see it or not so dianetics and you don't have to be a scientologist to use dianetics it's just a simple memory exercise to help clean up memories you don't even have to believe it right but you test it out and try it out and uh if you're fortunate you probably never had any traumas in your life right if they're like uh I've had very, very few, right? Very, almost none, right? But still, I still try and go back and do it. Mm. So when you go through that memory, that incident once, step by step by step, and then you go back. And the second time you go through it, you they ask you, the instructor, or you can do it on your own. You're supposed to speak out loud. A different thing that you saw that time in that moment, right? Oh, what, the, what color was the you know the tire, the, the car? You know who were the were the 
and you see in the memory, you see, oh, that guy was wearing glasses. What kind of glasses did he have? Um, and you stub your toe, what kind of, was it on a table? You know, what, what color was the table? What was it made out of, right? And then you go to the end of the incident, and then you come back again, you start it again. And each time you do it, you're actually you're adding light to that memory, and you're cleaning up the track, right? You're taking away those emotions because if you have a a clean track, a, like most of your memories are just you don't even remember them, right? They don't affect you at all, right? You went and you took a letter to the mailbox, and nothing happened, and it was good. Now it doesn't affect you in the future, right? Like uh, with money, you could be like, oh, you you had a stressful situation. You didn't have money for this, right? So this this feeling can kind of be sticky and get stuck and, and, and it can affect your future, right? So, and there's a, you know, this helps a lot of people. A lot of people are very successful when they do this. They can become very successful. Um... And so you go back to the beginning, you start again, you do the whole process step by step. I, I came, I, I stubbed my toe again, and I saw that there was a painting on the wall, right? And the painting was a barn, and uh, there was a ceiling light. I remember the ceiling light, and then I remember I was wearing jeans, and I remember I had socks on. And I remember seeing my foot, and it was it was hurting, right? And then you go back again, you do it again. It sounds like like this is it sounds like inconsequential, consequential what I'm saying, right? But it it cleans up your memory track, and you become you feel amazing. Like if you've done a nice Dianetics session, you feel better and better and better. Like. Uh, you can you have deep breaths again, right? And you, and it helps you clean cleans up your past. But okay, I'm, I'm this is a podcast about Dune, but I'm talking about some other esoteric uh, stuff, right? Self help development stuff. So fear it talks about fear, you know. And there's a lot about okay, there's the Dune guy, um, the central character. And, you know, I, they call him Muad'Dib, right? That's his name, his name right? So, so this is, is a, there's a elite families, right? And they have elite bloodlines and they retain uh, these kind of elite bloodlines. And they work together, but at the same time, they kind of fight each other, right? And then they have spaceships and they fold space-time and they use spice to fold space-time. And what is this spice? The spice is monoatomic gold. And you'll notice in the old movie, uh, I think there was a difference between the spice and the new movie, right? The new movie it says it's more psychoactive, like it's a drug, right? You know, but the old movie, it's it is psychoactive too as well. But it's I think I think they changed what it was a little bit, but spice. Or uh, monatomic gold is very advanced, advanced element. Okay, this goes back to ancient Egypt. 
you know, allegedly that you see on the walls, the Egyptian priests and the kings and the pharaohs or whatever, they would eat cakes of this, right? They would make a cake of the monoatomic gold, and that's what the a lot of the the priest class learned, and they kept secret to themselves, right? They thought it was very advanced, special property, and um, there's ways to do it. You can uh, sift it from the sand somehow. And Gurdjieff, he talks about this in uh, meetings with remarkable men, seven meetings with remarkable men. He talks about being in the desert and. He had to get food, so he would sift this monoatomic gold, right? And then uh, and you could eat it, and it tastes fine, right? It's it's not bad, but uh, you can buy it on Amazon, man. It's, it just comes in capsules, right? It's like white. And, um, I used to take it, and, you know, I'd recommend... Well, I'm not a doctor, right? But I uh, I, I took it for a while, and it makes you, makes you feel good. You notice a difference right away. You just put it under your tongue, and... Uh, Sinks up the two hemispheres of your brain, and it's very good for learning, right? And it it's accumulative. So the more you take it, the more the, you learn. You it, uh, your neurons become bigger and bigger and bigger, right? I I think they do that on their own, but there's something about um atomic monatomic gold that they they tested on students, and it helps students learn, right? It sinks your two hemispheres into one, so you, uh, that's very beneficial as well, too. Um, and there's talk about longevity, and just think about it, like the wealthiest people, who would ever think that they eat gold, right? I, I, you see, like, even like Gwyneth Paltrow, she has, she drinks it, and it's on her Instagram. Sometimes they put it in the water and they drink it, but... You have a DNA chain, and it's like, a, you know what a DNA chain looks like. Well, apparently this monoatomic gold, it, if you imagine, like, I don't know what it looks like exactly, the chemistry of it, but if you imagine these little dots, and they they just, they sync up, um, they, they layer themselves along the DNA chain, and it's highly conductive. Obviously, gold is like one, I think the most conductive material. So you have a DNA chain, and they will fill in the gaps, right? If there's any gaps in your DNA chain, the monoatomic gold will. This is uh, this is what Jim Mars said. So I watched a lot of videos back in the day. Probably not going to find it on YouTube anymore. He'd have to go to Bitch or Rumble or something. Jim Mars, he he does good uh, talks on monoatomic gold. An Egyptian priest used to used to eat it. It's not even that expensive. You can sixty, seventy dollars. You can buy like thirty, forty capsules, right? And uh, so that's spice, in my opinion. I think that's guaranteed. And that's what spice is in in uh, the Dune movie. And and I believe these priests, these Egyptian priests, they used to take the, and if you see the size of the cakes they were eating, it was, big, it was very big. It was like a giant monotomic gold. So they're eating giant cakes of this stuff. And I think that's what they would make in the temple. And I think this was kept by the privileged elite class, the wealthy back then. And um, I would think they would, they would do meditation. They'd do these... Uh, 
different uh, meditations. And you see um, they have, what's this called? This, uh, like a man is like a triangle. No, a Merkaba. Yeah, yeah, there's a Merkaba, right? So the Egyptian priests would talk about the Merkaba. And they said the Merkaba could like travel, right? So the human body is like a time traveling machine. And the Merkaba, if you were... You can you um if all your your energy centers were powerful lined up you do the meditation you can you can travel different places right this is uh, kind of my research I've done it might not be entirely accurate or entirely true but this is a lot of people believe this that the the human body is time travel machine a Merkaba and you have to activate the Merkaba right. So it's not like, like obviously we're time traveling machines. We walk around day to day. We can live for a long time, right? But this is like a special technique you do. And then you can push, you can go to a different dimension or allegedly, right? And then there was even uh, in ancient Samaria, I think. I think it was Samaria. They would have like a mirror, right? And the priest, or the king, he would put on a helmet, and then he would walk through this mirror. And he would go, he would disappear somewhere, right? And then he would come back. And this is where you get into Stargate and all that kind of stuff, right? But I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm not a scientist, but this is very important. Uh, the monatomic gold. And, you know, the scientists, they don't fucking talk about it, man. You know, they should be in every university, in every school. They should be talking and teaching about monatomic gold, right? Okay. Um, uh, There's a little information you probably never heard that the elite class eat gold, right? So that's what, that, that's what that's about. Okay. So there's the Muad'Dib. His name is Paul, right? He's from elite family. And he's supposed to be like a like a, a prophecy fulfilled, like a you know, this is kind of like almost every story, same thing, right? Like the man he comes, spiritual awakening and he does great things, right? It's about it's about your story. It's not about him. It's not about other people. It's about the human story, right? The man he comes to the planet Earth or whatever planet, right? And then he has spiritual awakening, right? And this is this talks about it's not just doom, it's everybody's thing, right? Spiritual awakening, his eyes change color because I'm not saying they actually change color, but color is significant. Blue, I'm not gonna tell you why, but it's just it's very significant, okay? And then but the worms I, I do not entirely understand the worms. It could just be, it could be like, it could be a Kundalini thing, or it could just be a fantasy thing, right? Giant worms. It could be a Kundalini, or it could just be a fantasy. I'm not sure about the worms. I don't have all that information. But, um, when you live in the desert, 
and they what does he do you know this is the old movie is better because in the old movie what does he do he has a he can break rock right with his mind he has a power to break rock with his mind using sound which is vibration and he uses a device to strap on their head to amplify his voice so he can break anything right and this is true you can use sound to break things and in my opinion you know everybody has spiritual powers and you don't always have to talk about it if you have a spiritual power just keep it to yourself and in the grand scheme of things you know spiritual enlightenment or satori nirvana is always more important than spiritual powers right but people can break rock you can test this out right um people have very uh, strong powers and if you have the powers you just kind of keep it to yourself just because other people won't believe you and stuff but it's in the movies man it's fucking in star wars they can break break shit right with their mind right you you have to the the step by step i'll tell you right now okay step by step is you feel strong love for somebody your parents anybody you have to feel strong love for anybody that's where the energy the power comes from and then you look at the rock and you fucking just smash it smash it with your mind and it might might not even happen right then but you come back in a day or two check that rock see what happened to it right you know this is in the bible like jesus he would curse the tree right and the tree didn't wither, but it came back the next day, tree was done, right? You can do that too. You can curse a tree. Um, I don't recommend it, but you can test your power, you know? It was in men, men who stared at goats. Same, same explanation. Same thing. Right in your face. They try and uh, destroy the goat with their mind, right? You destroyed the goat, right? It's also in, uh, obviously, uh, Star Wars, but it's in, um, what was that movie? Fuck, what was it called, man? I'll think about it in a second. Oh, yeah, it was in X-Men, right? When the kid, uh, Magneto, he's in the, the camp, right? And they, they take his parents away or something, his mom. And then he feels the strong love for his parents, and then his power comes, right? And then he does crazy shit, you know, he does, he, he can he keep magnetized metal and throw metal around, right? And there's even, uh, there's a show, man, about people with superpowers. Uh, it's like a, a fucking TV show, man, and all of these people have different powers, right? And it's like a legit show. One guy, he can just swim in the ice, ice water forever. You know, just keep going and going and going. He's using his mind, right? He's using his magic powers. One guy, lately, he fucking fell off a building, 19 stories, and he was pissed drunk. He landed, and he's fine, right? Animals, they, they do this all the time. Like, a cat can fall, like, super high buildings and be totally fine. You know, moms, moms can just pick up a car, you know, if they need to, right? 
it's it's all around us but the 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 power comes from love and the love is uh foundation of life the foundation no the foundation of the universe that's what what love is right there's something i have i've i've been thinking about for a long time and um it's that love we're out we're it's either an evolution of man to to tap into the the energy the love source or there's a force out there trying to prevent that frequency from reaching us i kind of think i kind of think both you know i think if you're strong enough you can tap into it but i think it should be easier for the average person to tap into that love energy and i think there is an outside force you know david ike he talks about the moon being a spaceship and he talks about saturn being a frequency generator and you know you'd have to believe in aliens and who fuck who knows man you know it's possible that there could be frequency disturbances right these russian scientists they launched a allegedly they launched a rocket into the into the moon and it it hum it uh dinged like a like a metal hollow object right they said the moon is hollow and it dinged and it vibrated and if it it could be a like it could be a, a spaceship man you know you never know right it sounds crazy but it could be a fucking millionaire old spaceship deactivated right it could be some kind of frequency generator thing and there's all this kind of history about it and reptilians and you probably heard it all before and david ike he goes into this a lot and uh, and saturn and there's they say these cigar spaceships are always in the rings of saturn and they're adding more more and more dust and there's this movie with uh what is it logos rising or no it's um it's a mia mila kunis mia mia kunis the girl from the 70s show she's in this movie and and there's aliens all over the place and there's greys and reptilians and they and they use earth as like a dna garden right a repository of dna information and that goes into alien abductions and all kinds of different stuff right and there's even a guy he calls himself the alien hunter and he hunts like there's uh it seems to be there's um alien abductions is about like bloodlines of people and native people and germans and uh there's this guy yeah i think sims was it sims he he hunts aliens right so but fuck i'm going way off into this esoteric stuff but uh, i read a lot of this stuff i'm not saying it's true but the foundation the frequency of life is actually love all the time like blasting across the whole fucking solar system that's the that's what it is and for some reason humans have difficulty tapping into this it's either being blocked or there's like a negative force because 
I went down this whole rabbit hole a while ago, and it's they said we were like humans are like twelfth dimensional beings. We're very high, high spiritually evolved beings, and we, and we crash landed or something. We ended up on Earth, but then uh, a group, a less evolved group, spiritually evolved group, but they had high technology. They kind of took us over. They uh, captured us, and they hid. They hid our DNA in a different frequency. So in a different, in a different uh, a frequency. I don't want to say uh, is that like a universe, a dimension. Yeah, they hid. We had twelve strands of DNA, right? This, um, and then they hid like all almost all those strands in different dimensions so they couldn't they couldn't take away our dna because there's kind of rules to the universe what you can and can't do right but we had superpowers we had telepathy and um this is all also in dune too right telepathy right you remember and how he uses the voice he uses the voice like star wars right the Jedi always use the voice to um, influence the weak-minded. This is in Dune too. So the elite class, they always hide things in the open. This is what they do, right? So they'll they'll make it a fiction, but in reality, it's real life. Not that not that worms exist and Dune exists, but the powers that we have exist. So these. These beings, whoever they are, reptilians, whatever, you know, they say they live underground and they they hid our DNA in different dimensions. So in this dimension, you know, we have, and that's like two, right? You know, people have like two strands of DNA. But then as, this is part of it in my club and stuff, I believe that as you go, we, there's 12 levels in our club and I believe that the training allows you to unravel the special abilities so now you have three stands of DNA then four and five and six and seven eight nine ten eleven twelve right and then you become super powerful uh telepathy possibly teleportation you know who knows right but uh, super memory, you know, people have super memory. People can, uh, they can just play piano or learn a language, and they never even, they never even learned it in this life, right? So back to Dune, and they break rock, and he uses his voice. So the voice is the power, right? That's how you cast a spell. You cast a spell like. You can cast a spell with your thinking as well, but it's easier with the voice because um, sometimes we don't have as much control with our thoughts, right? Because you can, you can. Uh, it's not always easy to focus your thought on one thing, but it's easy to speak what you want, right? So that's the magic. So like, uh, so like, uh, magic is like when you wake up in the morning. Right, you see, um, you hear this song in the morning, and then that song goes through your head all day. Right, you're thinking about that song. So, 
It's good. You can do magic in the morning. This is what Ed Foreman talks about in his uh, How to Have a Great Day Every Day. Um, first thing you, and the, the training I got from this club, Gin, right? We call it Gin, but not for short. Global Information Network, right? Um, but you can train, you, uh, train your mind in the morning. First thing you wake up, you read a book, you listen to positive audio. And then you're retraining, you're programming your brain, and you're also, like, you can cast a magical spell, right? I believe this, man. People call it prayer and magic, whatever, love, attraction, manifestation. But you can just say, oh, I want to have a fantastic day today. You can be general statement, or I want my day to go smoothly. I, um, if you're going to drive somewhere, you can just say, I want to have a, my trip to go smoothly. Everything will work out great. I want myself and my car and all its contents to be safe and secure. Right. And that's, you cast a, a, a spell, right. And it works. Okay. But, um, you have to cast spells you believe in. Obviously this is the trick, right? You, you can't just say, I want to make a million dollars tomorrow because, you can say it, but your body's not going to believe it. Your mind's not going to believe it. It's not going to be lined up with your, your values and your, your history, right? This is why it's important to clean up your past. Clean up your past, and you can become a better spellcaster in the future. So, dune. Dune, dune, dune. Okay. I could talk a lot about dune. All right? I love dune. Let me just go into the books afterwards because, you know, I didn't even like the books afterward. I only read like half a chapter. But afterward, there's this war and the war is with an AI being, right? And this AI being, he's, he just starts taking over everything and, and the robots. It's a war between robots and man. And then there's these these generals called their Cymex, right? I think Cymex, C-Y-M-E-K. And uh, uh, Cymex, these generals, they kind of defected to the AI, to the machines. And the machines are going around trying to capture every uh, planet. It's, it's not that the machines are destroying everything. They're just trying to capture every planet, right? But there is a war and it's going on, right? But uh, after after Dune, after the Dune movie, there's Cymex and they're giant. They're okay. These generals they only live so long, right? But uh, when they when they got older, they ended up putting their brains. They kept their brains going with this uh, like a biology uh, machine thing, and they would they put their brain in this bio thing, and this this bio uh, thing would keep their brains alive right and they could still think but all they were was brains and there's a, a bunch of generals they defected right and then they could put their their brain into a machine and they had these giant fucking robots like i don't know how tall they were man like 40 50 feet tall giant titans i think they're were they called titans i think they're called titans but these fucking like crab like I think they're crab like and they would fall down from space and they would go into a town and they would just fucking destroy everything and but they're all operated by these the brains of these human generals and the generals were obsessed with power so they're just like you know their bodies are long gone but they still have their brain and they're still 
they're on the side, the defective side of evil, right? And uh, the books talk about the battle between the living beings and then the, the AI. And the AI, he, he, he was all interconnected with all the all the cameras in the whole universe and and all the you know recording devices and everything he's all tapped into that but sometimes he would take on the form of like a robot so he would just be walking around and he would have a like living in this castle and he would be like a human human robot looking human looking robot not not totally human but just a robot humanoid robot and and as he's walking around, he would do that to communicate with people, like uh, natural humans. And but at the same time, he's seeing everything that's going on in the whole universe, right? Through all these cameras, all tapped into the one thing, this uh, this AI being. And he he pretended to be human, and he was fascinated by humans. I think he even wanted to be human, but. And then the the Cymex, they would kept attacking the planets, and they would use this force field on their planet, and the force field would only prevent uh, biological organisms from from coming. So, if a biological organism passed through the force field, they would be destroyed. So, the Cymex, they were in these giant machines, but they couldn't land on the planets anymore because they would have to take down the deflector shields before they could land on the planet because they were brains, they were uh, human brains, right? So the whole books go into like these human brains and the generals and they were on the side of the AI, but they, at the same time, they were only interested in themselves, right? They were, they picked a side that they wanted to be powerful. They didn't, didn't care about, you know, and I, you know, the book is interesting, but I put it down. It wasn't, the writing wasn't good enough to keep me interested in it, but topic is very interesting and cool, but, um, I think I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up soon. Uh, and let me see. I'm always playing my songs at the end. I have a YouTube channel, Ice Cream Truck Wars. You can check that out on YouTube. Subscribe. There's some cartoons on there. I recommend checking out. Actually, check out Drunk Driver Ice Cream Man. There's a cartoon, Drunk Driver Ice Cream Man. Check it out. That one's funny. That's one of the funniest cartoons, you know. And, yeah, Dune. What else about Dune? Oh, telepathy. And then there was the, the priests. They're like Jesuit priests, but they're women. And they have powers, telepathy. This is another power people have that the elites, they always throw it in their face. And they do. They do from a young age. They practice telepathy with their parents and stuff, right? They, they all learn it. You can practice it. You just put, uh, just have a have a picture, um, very simple pictures, you know, a triangle, square, or have a bird. And then you uh, test you know, your kids or your relatives, say, what am I looking at? You know, what am I thinking about? And you'll see some synchronicities that are actually reading your thoughts. And you, you do this all the time. You you think a thought, then the person talks about it, right? You're always um, using telepathy, whether you know it or not. You could be using it uh, like uh, feeling other people's feelings. That's that's a, That's telepathy too, right? 
but there's a there's a process to actually unravel your telepathy uh, one is practice it with a partner that's uh, very important and another one is complicated and i'll probably talk to it in future discussions but um i can guide you to the lessons there's lessons you can learn and it's way too complicated to get into here but it's simple but it's complicated at the same time okay i'm gonna wrap it up uh i'm kevin have a nice day yeah you know who it is inferno life's a puzzle Got too wasted, use the edge like a balance me. I got problems, can somebody help me? Twelve stepping it with greetings from these fucked up human beings. Talk about the fucked up hats, had their brainwashed meetings. N A A A C A, just wanna smoke PK, get high and drive to the PK. Where the fuck is my DJ? Love getting BJs on weekdays, three ways to three days and all weekend long. Walk around in my PJs. Yeah, just listen and do whatever we say. Ha. <laughs> yeah, just listen and do whatever we say. Turn your motherfucking headphones up. Life's a puzzle. Uh. You know I'm better. Yeah, I'm better. It's life's a puzzle. I need to take a pill and relapse And if you stand away Oh my drugs, I'll break your fucking kneecaps Save the cold sweat and night tears These aren't false, they type errors If I can't go on, hope God's out there To answer these prayers Black belt or someone pull the coke and crack out Woke up briefly later with a fat cow Glass pipe, who's laughing now? As I slowly watch our life fade away in the background but I'll get better I tell myself continue to do it A million excuses from this abusive junkie Who uses a world that he chooses And all that he loses Recites that I'm useless A life of pain as I fight through the bruises Take a second to get sober and right to the music A second to get sober and right to the music This life's a puzzle Yeah Me, I'm better. I'm better. Such a puzzle, so many pieces. You know I'm better. Yeah, I'm better. I'm so glad. Right now, that you're feeling this song. Haha, <laughs> Inferno, baby. Yeah, I'm better. I'm so glad that me. I'm better, feeling like I can finally move on, go forward, even though this life's a puzzle, thank God, <laughs> this life's a puzzle, yeah, you know I'm better, yeah I'm better, so many pieces of this broken puzzle, uh,
better.